Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and creatures in between. This is Scrap Metal Podcast number 18. We're back, we're in the flack, and we're ready to fucking rock your fucking balls off, people. And for the ladies, yeah, balls too. Why not? Fuck it. I am your host, Metal Matty. To my right, co-host, Mellow Matty. How are you doing this tonight, this kind sire? How are you? Mm, yes, hello, Matthew. Very well. I'm tired. I'm extra mellow. Yeah. But we're going to trudge through. We are. I know. I know the feeling, my brother. I know the feeling. But you know what? We're back. We haven't done this in a long time, at least a couple weeks. Our fan base is with dire straits needed us back on the, on the airwaves. We're back for them. We're back for our people. This is what we do. This is what we love. And we're going to do our best to bring you the best content <laughs> that we can possibly bring you tonight. Well, our I brains say that we're laughing because we know our brains are fried tonight. <laughs> so we're going to do our best to talk about prog rock, prog metal tonight. Prog. That's going to be the, the topic of discussion. Yes. And I know you're a big fan of prog rock, prog metal. I love as prog. As am I, since yeah. it's my favorite band, as everyone knows by now. You can call them prog, right? Are they classified as prog? They're definitely prog metal. Yes, because a lot of people, kept, like especially with like the Undertow album and with Opiate, they were like, "Oh, they were more so in the metal scene." Yeah, and Maynard hates when you call them metal. So does the rest of the band. Oh, really? Do not call them metal. No, they're not. They're like they want to be like listed as like rock, like prog okay. rock, prog metal. He likes prog though. I guess so. That, yeah, that's like fitting for what right. his needs. Progressive, progressive. Yeah, and no. people don't know what that means. Yeah, but yeah, we know it is what it is. Yeah, we're here tonight. We're back in the action, and we're going to do the best we can with what we got in our brains. We'll get rolling. Yes, we will. We'll get lubricated. Yeah, the, br- have, the brain cells are going to lubricate. We need the Vaseline. Not like Ice Cube <laughs> said, no Vaseline. Vaseline, we all. Yeah. <laughs> but with that said, we always have to go forth with our music tidbit extravaganza. Cut! Oh, sorry. Cut! <laughs> Well, we have a few things to discuss tonight. Funny thing we want to actually first talk about is how, remember we both read, we talked about off air, how um, David Lee Roth. DLR. And had a little feud going on with Mr. Gene Simmons, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, um, Gene Simmons was talking shit about David Lee Roth, am I correct? Yeah, because weren't, were they touring? They were touring recently, and I think... Kiss was. Yeah. Yeah, Kiss came to Boston around here, I want to say... I wanna say August at some point, or was, late July. Okay, was um, David Lee Roth doing like a co-bill with them or something? They, I, I maybe, th- I some thought, events. I don't know shows. the whole story, but I thought they like asked him to stop touring with them or something. I don't know the whole story, but it led into like a war of the words with you know Gene Simmons calling him a has-been. <laughs> and it, I, oh, and then Sammy Hagar weighed in too, saying like Dave's just a, like just not a good performer now. He said he was obviously not back anymore. In the day. Yeah, but yeah, that's like Vince Nail with Motley Crue. Like they've yeah, had a lot of issues on their tour, too. and I guess they can't sing anymore. No, Vince right. Nail cannot fucking sing for the life of him anymore. No, it's he's gone. And, and I don't know how good Gene Simmons sounds, but it's probably passable or Paul Stanley. Yeah, and to I mean, piggy- he never got into Kiss, but and to piggyback off that, Vince Nail has been doing like this new age like um, technology where he's getting like in shape and he's like getting oh, yeah. trim and he's getting lean, mean fighting machine to get yeah. ready back for the tour because right. he you know he has to lose weight. He's trying to get muscular again. He he's trying to be fat. So yeah, he's just so fucking like fat and disgustipated right now. Yeah, he was just what <laughs> disgustipated. Yeah. <laughs> That's a tool song, by the oh, way. Oh, is it? Oh, I had okay. to throw oh, that. It's off awesome. the end of two album. It's like a sixteen-minute song that ends the album, I believe. Really? Oh yeah. I gotta listen to that. And um, <laughs> so to piggyback off that topic, yeah, a lot of David Lee Roth, um, 
said, you know, speaking of Motley Crue, that they tie into each other. Remember I mentioned yeah, right. yeah, Daily, Daily Roth told, you know, came out on Twitter or whatever or fucking Instagram and said something like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I don't never want to tour for, uh, or Motley Crue, I have Motley Crue open for me because I don't, I don't like bands that I, they idolize me to like, to open up for oh, me or something okay. like that. He was, he doesn't like, he doesn't respect that. The bands that idolized them like back in the early eighties, right. you know, before Motley Crue kind of got there, like got really big, they yeah. were like idolizing yeah, Van Halen did. and yeah. David Lee Roth and right. all the boys. They and he thinks tone. that was kind of sappy and kind of pose, you know. But how did that come up? Did that come up separate from the Gene Simmons Yeah, totally thing? separate. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So it seems like David Lee Roth wants to pick fights with everybody, even though maybe like <laughs> I Dave, Gene, Gene, Simmons, Gene Simmons started the shit with uh, David Lee Roth. But they're already off tour, I think, Kiss, because I think Gene, done. Gene got COVID, right? Yes. Yeah, a lot right. of uh, front men and members of bands have gotten COVID. Yeah. Gene Simmons, Corey Taylor, some not just got over it. Jonathan yeah. Davis is still failing. Fucking Corn is still failing the effects of it. So right. it's just, it's legit. It's fucking serious shit. Yeah. The but de- it is, you know, it is what it is. The Delta variant is with us. The Delta Airlines variant is definitely <laughs> hearing about. <laughs> fucking A, man. Delta House from Animal House. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Delta For real. Is D Day part of the. Uh... Yeah, D Day. <laughs> I wish I could do that. Otis, my man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good shit. We we can save that for our Eminem's Variety Pack podcast. Yeah, we talked a little bit about uh, about, uh, the the girl. Remember... um, Faye, not Faye, uh, Fawn, Fawn Leibowitz. Yes, <laughs> Fawn Leibowitz, yeah. That, that popped up in an early scene. episode of uh, yeah. When uh, Belushi was in the window on the ladder, like, you know, <laughs> oh, just was that fucking yeah, that was creeping fun, around. Yeah. That was a good scene. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's classic. Classic. But, <laughs> the yeah. ladder, yeah. I mean, we're getting, all, we're getting, we're getting to like know, the Eminem's Writing Pack podcast. Yeah, I know. Which just we, a side note. Which we need to promote because it doesn't yeah, have a lot side of... note, we have another podcast. Uh, we have, like, I think I mentioned on a previous podcast, but if I haven't, I'm going to say it again or say it for the first time. We have a podcast. That's like, It's a whole different concept, a whole different thing. It's called Eminem's Variety Pack Podcast. We talk about everything and anything between, you know, show tunes, you know, crocheting. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say fucking, yarn, uh, how to yeah. How to construct a, uh, a fucking, what do you call, origami. We talk, and, yeah. You know, movies, sports, pop culture. Yeah. That's what we focus on. We do everything and anything in that right. particular podcast. And but we, we only have one episode. We have yes. one episode. We're trying, to, right. we're trying to promote it. Please, our listeners that listen to this podcast, Scrap Metal, Please go out and check, uh, type in your, your podcast platforms anywhere, like Spotify, Apple Music, yeah. iTunes, Twi- like Stitcher, Twi- Stitcher, Podbean, Podbean, fucking Garbanzo, Cockroach. No, that's not one. Just fucking go out there, give it a listen. <laughs> yeah. Tell us what you think. Send us a fucking, you know, a, a good criticism, bad criticism, yeah. a thumbs up, a thumbs down. Yeah, a thumb up your ass. Uh, yeah. Something. If not, if you, if, you give, if you give us a thumb down, we're going to turn that back around up your fucking cooler. <laughs> Right, your poop shoot. Right, the poop shoot. That's right. With that said, oh, Wait, one last thing. More music news. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. talk about one more thing. This okay. is the saving the best Uno for last. Mas, Till Lindemann. Oh yeah, Till the Lindemann. The lead yeah. vocalist and head main member of the German band Rammstein. Rammstein. He again is in trouble in Russia. They have detained him. Every seems every time he seems to go over there. I think he does this for publicity. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling like. He's got a target on his back, too. He's definitely got a target on his back. You know, obviously the Germans and Russians don't really mesh too well. (laughs) Come on now. Like, that's not a secret. I know. But he's over there in Russia. He's been detained. It's been like over a week now that's been ongoing. I don't know if he's been released yet. Yeah. But, you know, he's he likes to cause a lot of trouble. Yeah, he's a provocateur. He's definitely a provocateur. No doubt about that. Right. So he's out there. Doing his thing and getting questioned left and right from the Russian. What, do we Russian know what Popo. it was? Just being, uh, 
I don't know the rabble rousing. I don't know the extent of the issue. Yeah. Um, it's online. Um, yeah. You can check it on. You can just type in, you know, <laughs> yeah. till Lindman Russian detain. You know, just that will come right up, yeah. and they'll give you the whole. You, you know, might have to nine. like sift through all the other times you got arrested, though. Yeah, just do current. <laughs> yeah, do the latest. The, yeah, yeah, I'll give you the four one one date first. Yeah, <laughs> newest added for. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah. But um, yeah, so Till Lindman is in the news again for being detained. He's in Russia. Old, how old is he? Like sixty? I mean, no, he's, he's definitely no. in his fifties. Oh, he is okay. Yeah, yeah, I want to say he's in his mid fifties. Yeah, they've been around for a while, but yeah. So anyway, so anywho, yeah, that's uh, I mean, look, it's just quick little tidbits. Yeah, that's yeah. why we do the tidbit music extravaganza. No deaths, right? We haven't any rock. We've had a couple actors. We had deaths, a death. Um, yeah, well, we had a, um, a death yesterday in the, in the sports football world. Oh, well, yeah. Former Patriot David Patton passed away. Oh, he, got he a, did a, from a motorcycle. Yeah, remember him? Oh, yeah, two thousand one Super Bowl champions. Yeah, you know, yeah. He was big. Had that big catch in the end zone. Right, right. Um, he died at, from a uh, motorcycle crash. Oh, wow, I didn't hear that. From what I understand, where was he? I don't know where he no, was. No, it was he probably where his hometown something? where he's from, or yeah, maybe yeah. he's in California. Yeah. I don't know. I just heard that quickly on the news yesterday. Was like, 40 or something? It was 46, oh, okay. 47. Oh, my so, age, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, sad but true. Rest in peace, David Penn. I know it doesn't yeah. have to do with music, but yeah. just wanted to give him a shout-out. Glad you said that because he was... Yeah. He, for people that from Massachusetts that love the Patriots and... Or in the you know in the know, yeah, he was huge for us back in the early 2000s. So Absolutely. rest in peace, David Patton. Yeah. Oh, well, you'll be missed in love. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So, yeah, that's, so that's enough of that music news. <laughs> uh, tidbit extravagance. We'll go right into our topic of the night. Yes. Um. So yeah. So let's we'll discuss how like the evolution of prog metal, prog rock. Because your formed. your forte is more the prog metal part. I, oh, I'm yeah. more partial to the early prog. Yeah, let's. So you yeah. take it away, my co-host, okay. metal, metal. Ooh, I'm sorry, Melo Maddie. Yes, yes, yes. Take it over, buddy. Uh, well, I think all roads lead, as all music leads back to the Beatles. Yes, well, yes, yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. So in 1967, they came out with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, which <laughs> was changed everything. It Changed was, everything for the better for it them. Did. It did. It was and huge. The, you know, the huge, uh, you know, wave of teenage girls going crazy and yeah. Well, and that kind of well, then that they kind of went into yeah. like the, that fucking, old old style. But they, you know, they moved. They moved. Uh, fucking. They slowly moved away from that with with rubbing uh, the clits. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they did? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Sorry, guy. It's so easy to get my co-host <laughs> Mellow Maddie off to- topic and subject. I'm trying to like think about what I want. Yeah, uh, no, sorry, but uh, yeah, so, that's gonna be good material. So, <laughs> Sergeant Pepper was a groundbreaking album in 1967. It because they added uh, strings and they added the these the songs were more about you know deeper things. It wasn't just she loves you. In and longer whatnot. songs. Yeah, as long as very more was very right. the key part of it, wasn't right. it? Right. So that and that yeah, which would lead into so that was called like art rock, like early art rock. So then you had like concept albums. You had uh, the the year after the uh, the Who would come out with Tommy. Yeah. You know. So I, oh my Who is my favorite. I know, I know, <laughs> but that's you know, it's it falls in the category. Yeah. And there was another concept album by the. You ever hear the Pretty Things? I have. Yeah. Yes, but I'm not. Honestly, I'll be honest. I'm not too keen with their music. It's debatable which came out first. Like who had the first concept album? That, that one came out. They both came out in '68. It was called SF Sorrow, which is good. Very psychedelic. But anyway, you had so you had these albums that were coming out that were influencing bands, and uh, you know you had longer songs. You had uh, you know because at that point. 
you know, to get on the radio, he had to have like a three minute pop song. Dylan, yeah. Dylan kind of broke that with like a Rolling Stone. I was like five minutes. I, know, I, don't, I don't like, like Bob Dylan. Dylan. No, I know. You know. I think he's a chooch. <laughs> he's a chooch. Yeah, and you're a but you have to chooch. admit he's pretty influential. I mean, I, I was, uh, not as influential as like Elvis or the Beatles. Well, yeah, yeah. you think? Well, in I, terms I of have, like moving things along and him. like and singing chooch, about different things. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. But that broke the three minute pop thing on. That broke the barrier. Yeah, it broke the barrier. So. I don't know. I mean, my favorite of all time, Prague, would probably be Genesis, early Genesis with Peter Gabriel. Oh, Peter Gabriel, man. I love, I, mean, I know he left the band and did his own like solo shit, but I love Sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. Such I love his voice. Tune, man. Great, great voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Peter Gabriel. Well, he kind of moved into, yeah. Have you ever heard, have you heard any of the early uh, stuff? I have. Yeah. But I, I was never really big into Genesis. No. Like, Genesis got more. I became more involved in Genesis like in the eighties, right? When they got pop, when it was more yeah. like just it was just uh, you know illegal alien, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Point. shit like that. Land of confusion. You probably can't even hear that song now. <laughs> He's no. doing like a Mexican voice. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely. I'm sure that's outlawed. It's no fun being an illegal. He does the whole song in a Mexican voice. <laughs> And on stage, he used to like dress up like he had like a sombrero on. Wow, I don't know that, but I I'm know. Sure, that was that was uh, Phil doing that. Yes. Oh man, I'm sure he this, hates himself for doing that shit. It was man. a different time. This is when you could get away with that. I know. It was all in fun. But uh, early Genesis, yeah, they started in like 68, 69. And Peter Gabriel was like 18 or something. He was really young. I don't think Phil Collins was part of the early. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, you had Sledgehammer. Um, had Mike Rutherford on guitar. And so, and Genesis would have, you know, long keyboard solos. That became like the whole. The whole yeah, my of, uncle is a is a big early Genesis fan. Oh, is know, he? From okay, seventies. Yeah, you know, the one who like loves the Pixies. That oh, yeah, got the whole did the podcast. Oh, he does. Okay, yeah, yeah. He oh, he likes early stuff. Oh, he with loves Peter Gabriel. early Genesis and Peter Gabriel. Peter shit. Gabriel was weird too. He had like a real like stage act. He, he'd like have a fox head, and then like he'd wear a dress. And sometimes he'd come out like as a potted plant. Yeah, check out like like early, early Genesis material. stuff. Oh yeah, real like performance art stuff. Just weird. He cut his hair. <laughs> Like, it would be like a mullet in the back, but it was like cut into like a V in the front. Just weird. Yeah, Peter Gabriel up. is truly a weird. But that's cool, though. But he, oh, that's, I love his voice, though. He's yeah. a, he's a uh, musician at he's heart. He's unique. And, and all of the above. It's like when he opens his mouth, he sings two notes, and you know it's Peter Gabriel. Oh, no, no, it. Just like, you know, when you hear, like, obviously Elvis. Yeah, like, right. You know, oh, my God. You hear two notes, and right. boom, it's Elvis. And you know it's, yeah. Or, you know, Roy Orbison. Right. Or, you know. David Draymond from Disturb has right. a distinct voice. Fucking right. what's his name? Scott Stapp from Creed. <laughs> like, yeah, like you hear those voices and you're like, yeah. That's it might it. make you want to vomit. Yeah, but you know it's Scott you know Stapp, that Scott fucking Stapp. asshole, yeah. piece of shit. I hate Creed. I know. And then, I hate to say it, and yeah. then, hey, people are always going to make fun of me because, you know, like I said, oh, Matt's biased. Again, if you hear Maynard, that's, again, yeah. Maynard from he's very distinct voice. You know it's him yeah. when he sings, whether it's for Tool, Perfect Circle, or Pussifer. Has Maynard ever um, cited any of these early bands? Who who does who has Maynard cited as his early influences? Honestly, that's a good yeah. question. I like think Maynard these, mentioned yeah. um, he was he's into some Maynard's a really he's a Renaissance man. Yeah, he is. Yeah, no doubt about it. Oh yeah, I agree. And you know, I showed you the article last night, that, that snippet of the article. Yeah, I, if, I read it on um, I think it was Esquire or one of those different sites i was on my feed on my google you go on your, your yeah. phone it has what you like really search all the time whether it's like the music you're into or the sports or yada yada yeah and i just saw that article and i was like oh shit like i read it and that's why i seen that snippet but yeah. um yeah he, he he's been i think he's a big elvis fan oh, okay he um 
like I said, he's really into some weird ass shit. Yeah. But he he definitely I would I from what I if I remember correctly I'm, I'm not saying this I know this for sure yeah I do want to say he was into like you know yes and okay and, yeah uh, Genesis about, yeah, too, yeah. And, and stuff like that but you know he was Maybe also not. into like you know. Maybe. Seventies folk, oh, harder stuff, okay, and yeah. stuff like that, All like right, maybe sixties right. folk, and, yeah. you know, you know, classical. Right, he's in. He likes classical music. He too. does, yeah, very okay. classical influence. Yeah. You can tell just the way he performs yeah. and he sings, and his you know son does the plays like the cello or something. Oh, okay. So yeah, but enough of that. Well, yeah. you know, no, no, I'm just wondering if he if he cited any of the bands we were talking about. Yeah, but speaking of classical, a lot of this early stuff was classical influence, no influenced. Doubt. But they usually play it on the keyboard. It wouldn't have necessarily strings. You yeah. Know, like a Moog synthesizer or like a, you know, some kind of synthesizer sound. <laughs> but yeah, all this stuff was. Now, and then you had like King Crimson. Rob, you ever hear Robert Fripp. Robert Fripp. Oh, of good course. Car. Yes. And his yes. beautiful wife, sexy wife, Toya Wilcox. Who's that? It's his wife. Oh, okay. She's definitely younger than him. They do. Robert Fripp and Toya Wilcox do a, a Sunday brunch thing every oh, Sunday yeah. oh, on... where they're at their home in England. Okay. And they uh, do like, they cover songs from yeah. other bands, like all, all, di- all different kinds of bands. And she dresses like very provocative. Like she shows oh, yeah. her boobs. She doesn't fully show her boobs, but she gives you that like, like that fantasy where yeah. she like, there's a, there's, but there's part, there's videos where they've done yeah. where she wears like these skimpy tops and she wears no bra oh, wow. and, she'll wear, and she'll wear the shirt and you can see her boobs through her white shirt. So she's a musician? Yeah, she's a singer. Okay. She can't, she sings and he oh, plays yeah. a guitar. Right. And then they, wow, and, they use, and then lately, the, the last like maybe month or two, they've been doing having like guest guitarists come in and play with Robert Fripp. Oh, I have seen some and, of that. Yeah, right, it's yeah. on, it's on every, every Sunday they do it. They've been doing it since like, you know, for the last four or five months and then they add a, up a new video every Monday so or Tuesday you, comes out. A YouTube you can do it on. You can watch it on oh, YouTube. Okay, I yeah. get the feed on How'd my. How'd you get um, into that? That's weird. Because I I'm, I subscribe to Metal Injection or, uh, or uh, you know uh, Blabbermouth.net, yeah. those two websites. Yeah. And every like so often I get I get that's how I get my metal news and my music updates right, from that okay. from those emails. Oh, and then that and that's how up. I get to see those videos because oh, they, they, they 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 post they post a link onto their website so I can read it off their oh, emails. Okay. And then, but it usually comes from YouTube. Yeah. So yeah, if anyone's interested, check it out. Toya Wilcox and her husband Robert Fripp from King Crimson. Yeah. They do this uh, Sunday brunch thing every every Sunday where they cover like it's like only like two three minute clip. Yeah. Right. And she's sexy as hell. For right. Her age. She's got to be in her sixties. Okay. And she's absolutely gorgeous. She's probably seventies. Yeah, yeah. She's gorgeous. She's got a killer body. Wow. She takes care of herself. Yeah. And uh, they, it's really clever. It's really funny. And do you like a, his stuff? He's a weird. Uh, he's a, yeah. He's well. She, you know, they're both. Weird. You can tell yeah. by just watching them, right. their material. You can tell like they're fucking out there, <laughs> out to lunch. You know, yeah, yeah. Which is whatever, fine. Do yeah. you, do you, boo? But um, he was yeah. unbelievable. He still is. Yeah, he's like a classically trained, just like yeah. Very, uh, he's yeah. a good guitar player. Oh, he's unbelievable. He was almost too good. He was like, you know, like don't miss a note. You know what I mean? It's like almost too. If he misses a note, he's gonna fucking, <laughs> you know. He's got to cut start, himself. Start over again. His, you know, his legs and wrists. Oh, he's going to start the solo over yeah. again, yeah. even if it's been going on for 20 minutes. Yeah, no shit. But yeah, uh, King Crimson was good. The Court, yeah. the Court of the Crimson King, just a like a 20-minute song, title track, very uh, medieval with medieval. A lot of the prog rock was like, prog rock was like medieval themes, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> the uh, Greg Lake was the lead singer of... Uh, Kim Crimson? Yeah. Who went on to Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Yeah. Who were like uh... <laughs> now? So you know the Prague, Prague was good, but then it got kind of bloated, and that's where so the... like towards like the eighties. No, even before that. Even before like late seventies. Yeah, like well, and then the, when the punks came in in the seventies, that the was they, punks, they set their sights on the punks, Prague. The punk rock hated the Prague. 
They did. Right, like, for well, the most part? For the most part. And Johnny Rotten famously had a I hate Pink Floyd. But it come to find out, he actually he actually just did that for Shock Valley. Of course he, he like, did. They, who they really hated was Emerson, Lake, and Palmer because they were like, they'd come out dressed up as like wizards. You know what I mean? And honestly, though. That, that was the real bloated And prog. on a side note yeah. that you mentioned that, if you hate Pink Floyd, then you just you have no taste in any music. Yeah, he was just doing that for Shock. Because you know at that point, no one had really like, I mean, I might, not like, I might not like the who that much or Right, uh, you know Bob Dylan, but you, I love, I love Pink Floyd. Right, I right. mean, I like Pink Floyd. Yeah, we can talk about even that. Even if you're though, a yeah. fucking, uh, even if you're like a gangster rap and you fucking have uh, teardrops coming down, tattoos on your fucking under your eyes, you gotta like Pink Floyd. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you'd think like right. this is that so influential of yeah. any, any kind of culture. But this was like 1976. He was trying yeah. to, you know, fuck him. <laughs> Did you ever get into Sex Pistols? Yeah, not yeah. too bad. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'm more Sex of a Clash Pistols. fan. Nice, me too. I prefer the Clash nice. over Sex Pistols. I love the Clash. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Should I stay or should I go? Yeah, we can dig a little deeper than that. But well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yes, go ahead anyway. into the whole, uh, you know, transitioning to the '80s, maybe. Okay. If you well, go through there. Well, I, well, we, yeah. All right. Well, we can talk about yes. We had. Uh, yeah. Yes. John, I, I've seen yes a long time ago. Oh, you did, John okay. Anderson. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Affir- no pun intended. Affirm- I always thought they should have been called affirmative. Yeah. Don't you think affirmative action? <laughs> no. <laughs> Push yes. the envelope. Yeah, yes, we're good. Uh, <laughs> Push they the had, envelope. They had uh, they had their keyboardist who was like a really uh, Rick Wakeman who went who played on some Sabbath albums actually. Very like he would play he'd play with one hand there and then one hand there. He'd be like it was crazy because Prague was all you know synthesizers and yeah twenty minute guitar solos. Yeah, Steve Howe. Steve Howe, yes. Awesome guitarist. Really good guitar player. Went on to... Um, They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now. Are yes? yes. Yeah. They are. Are yes. <laughs> and actually, in Spanish, they're C. C. Yeah, C. C. C, senor. Yes. You were like C, chooch. Yes is good. First chooch alert of the night. Chooch over here. Come on. The chooch over here. I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> no, you're the one. <laughs> Why is that a chooch alert? Because right. I just wanted to say, because it's been a while. Yeah, I know. You're the fr- it's the first chooch right. alert of the night. Shh, keep it low, though. <laughs> Sounds like a cat. <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> bad. It's been a while since we did that. I know. That was pretty bad. I like bad. the toned down one, though. No, I think we have to do a lot of God yeah, forbid. I fuck know. him. I got a new fucking neighbor. Who knows? Yeah, fuck him. I know. Who cares? All right, so yes... King Crimson, Genesis, Fripp, Genesis, Fripertronics. Kansas a little bit. Oh yeah, all right. So you get into the later seventies, Kansas. Yeah, Left Overture. They were yeah. certainly, uh, yeah, Carry On My Wayward Son. Now there had been some like, you know, obviously yes, Kansas, Genesis. Um, we talked about you know other bands like that. Were, you know, the punks like Clash, the Sex Pistols. You know, coming in that didn't really care for that kind of music. Even yeah, though. it was like a, a reaction now, against that. Because well, like, like anything else, if something's been around for a while, it gets kind of stale and bloated, and something's going to move What were some like other second-tier prog rock acts from that era, from that, you know, that you would... Yeah. <laughs> well, then you get into... I like, hate you with some tough, hard-hitting questions you can't handle right now. Right now. Well, then you get into like Krautrock. Krautrock? Yeah, like German, like uh, Tangerine Dream and Can, you ever hear of them? Or Gong. Never heard of Gong. Stuff like that, Yeah. I mean, some of these bands were pretty big, though, certainly. Like, Yes was... They were all, like, chart, you know, chart-topping. But we can get to Floyd now. I mean, Floyd became 
Massive. Yeah, like beyond prog. Like they did. Yeah, they did in the eighties. They got more mainstream. Do you like the early stuff? Like you ever hear metal with like M E D D L E? Yeah, of or course. Like um, they had a couple like uh, soundtracks, obscured by clouds, and uh, the uh, how about saucer full of secrets? Uh, yeah, I have to check that out. Yeah, again. that's I, early it's stuff. It's been a long time. That's the stuff like after like, Sid Barrett left, their original lead singer who. Took way too much LSD. And yeah, yeah. A, well, that was an error in time period for that oh, stuff. God, so why yeah. not? Right? The, the most famous acid casualty. But uh, yeah, Floyd, and then they come. Obviously, you know, the huge success of, uh, uh, the, you know, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sitting there going, "All right, listeners, <laughs> only, I'm looking at him like, okay, what is he doing? He's looking at me. dark side of the moon. <laughs> How did I forget dark side of the moon? <laughs> You know, there is no dark side. It's all dark. Actually. I love this. This is like this is why our podcast is different from others because, because we just like we just. It's all. I mean, we we know a lot of material, but we don't know everything. And I've mentioned this in other podcasts, and I'll say it again. I do. And it's just like I actually know too much. I have too much in my brain. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> but you know what? We just it's, it's just it's just something we talk about. And if we don't know everything, we don't plan. We don't. No. We don't disclaim. We have a disclaimer. We don't know everything. We don't. Try to preach that we know everything, but I can't defend it because I just forgot the most, the, the, the highest most selling iconic album. selling album from Pink Floyd's history. And you, I could have been like, ah, uh, uh, yes, <laughs> moment, but I didn't. But yeah, that was a prog rock. I didn't rock. take advantage of prog that prog rock shit. moment. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you want to go into? Yeah, and then we go into the seventy, uh, the uh, late seventies <laughs> with, with Kansas, Kansas, Kansas. This is so <laughs> typical. Oh, there's Daddy Robert right Fripp. Now. Yeah. See. When he was young, yeah, oh, younger, yeah. Well, young because right now he's like he's he's got his head like a buzz cut, yeah. and he's completely white. His hair is all white. Oh, okay, I love it. Yeah, he's a get he's it, a, Robert. A, get it. He's a uh, English gentleman now. Oh, and like Super Tramp. Yeah, that some of that stuff was like prog, like pop though. And then you had uh, the Alan Parsons project. Remember that? I am the eye in the sky looking at you. Great song. I, I love that song. Great song. I Thank you. I'm glad song. you brought that up. I would have thought about that. I can read your mind. Alan Parsons was Pink Floyd's engineer. And he oh, I didn't started, know that. Yeah, on good little, that's moon, a good little uh, fun he was, fact. He really was. Now, this, the, I mean, the album I couldn't remember. I know. That took you fucking <laughs> ten, literally 10 seconds to spit it out before I started laughing my ass off. <laughs> now, it's funny because yeah. I read somewhere sure. that... Um, punk and prog were not necessarily as opposed as right. commonly believed, and you mentioned that quickly. Yeah, but then yeah. both genres rejected commercialism. Yeah, which is true. That's which a good is, point. So that's where they have like common ground. That's right. where they. That's where their similarities come into right. play. Although a lot of these bands did get commercial, but at first that was their whole point. You well, know, obviously Pink Floyd. We don't. Yeah. you know Pink Floyd. Right. Really commercial. Right. I think they came. always wanted to be commercial, but someone like Robert Fripp never really got commercial. No. You know, because he, you said about Metallica, even off subject, they became yeah. so commercialized they had to put out albums like Reload and Load. I know. Ugh. What are you gonna do though? That's kind of weird though. You can't help it when you get popular. You know, it's like that's what you want in yeah. the beginning. But yeah, to a so, point. It's always a weird thing because people yell sellout so quick. But you know, what's a sellout? If you're doing what you really want to, I mean, load and reload are like eh. But if that's what they really wanted to do, then you got to give them props, right? Oh I yeah, mean, I mean, look, I, th- I don't I, think they I think did lo- it just think, to sell records. Yeah, yeah, I think loads a great. I think loads a pretty good album. It's not like no, it's no master or a justice right. or a black album. But nothing could be. But I mean, then you got reload, which is ugh, and then you got Saint. Anger, Ugh. yeah. And then he went to you know. I mean, you got to give him credit for trying Death different Magnetic, stuff. Which is better I mean, than Hardwire was better than that. But. You wouldn't want him to just go through the motions and put out like you know Master of Puppets Part Twelve, it, it, no, just phoning I, it in. I, yeah. No, I understand that. Yeah, no, at the no, same I time, I want to hear like that's why I think 
when Metallica went to Hardwired, their latest album in '16, that's yeah. when they were like, we got, they got, it went, well, it went back to some of their thrash roots. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, I know we're getting no, no, that's all right. We can, we can jump around. We can still, um, yeah. you know, just kind of relate things. Oh, Roxy Music. You ever hear of them with Brian Ferry? No, he went on to have a solo. Uh, yeah. But they were good. Um, they were very. That was kind of like getting into little like Bowie stuff. But I guess they would be Prague. That's funny though. I yeah. Mean, yeah. That's crazy. No, I'm just gonna put that down for a second. It's funny because I read some things, like ELO, right? Sticks, Kansas. We mentioned Journey. Even Journey had some early yeah they were ties to uh, before Prague. Steve Perry joined. Actually, yeah, yeah they, they, had they came more poppy when Steve. Yeah, exactly. Well, rightfully so. Jesus. Yeah. Steve does not have a voice for Prague. No, no he's sorry. almost too good. For His voice it. is so fucking good. It was so no, fucking that good. Was, yeah, you wouldn't want to contain that to no. Prague. Hell yeah. no. When you know you're going to sell like 10 million and have a video game made after you, yeah. you're not going to fuck around with Prague. No, definitely not. But yeah, there's smart stuff to with Prague. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. You better be. I did not mean to talk silly. over to you. <laughs> for a... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, some of these bands were like poppy, like Foreigners. Yeah, I think the early stuff was. Foreigners good, like the Foreigners early stuff. Great. You're as cold as ice. Yeah. Willing One day you sacrifice my love. Good stuff. And then did, Foreigner did a lot of like Foreigner. Foreigner is four. the point now where we're in 2022 almost that they they still do they play small venues now like the Lynn Auditorium. You yeah, know? and it's not that obviously the members are all. You know, it's not Luke Graham. It's not. Well, it's Mick Jones. Yeah, yeah, not Luke Graham, though. Yeah, no. What's the point? Besides the point. That's always a weird thing, right? It's like, is it really the band? It's like Gene Simmons says he wants to syndicate Kiss. So, like, even when he's dead, it'll still go on as, like, Kiss. And it's like, people people will still go see it. Yeah. (laughs) Who cares? Fuck (laughs) them. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking about Pink Floyd, but yes. is it is it a good time? You let me know. Okay. Is it a good time to mention the the what's it they call the the big tree? No, I, there's a particular word oh. for it, and I can't remember the first word. And I'm sorry for you all, you fucking Rush fans out there. Oh, sure, yeah. The Rush, the big, the probably the best trio band of all time. Yeah. Um, for what I mean, you got obviously Neil Peart. Per- sorry, yeah. Just rest in peace. Been dead for like three years now, two years. Maybe a year, two years. It's been two years now. I don't think it has. Did he die in nineteen? Has it even been that long? Or did he die in November of two thousand twenty? I think it was yeah, like a year ago. Yeah, yeah, a it year was in November. Recently. Yeah, what a tragic. He's like wife died and I know. He, died. He, yeah, he had, he had so, a, and his kid. Yeah, he had a bad he run. Had so much turmoil and heartbreak, yeah, man. I know. And then you obviously get Geddy Lee, and then you got the Alex Lifeson. Yeah, was probably the top fifty guitar players of all time. Yeah, I think so. There. I love Alex Lifeson. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I've seen Rush a couple times live because my father's—that's my father's yeah. favorite band. Never he knows him. every yeah. song. He knows every fucking word to every song. Twenty-one twelve. He just knows everything about the band. He's got pictures with Geddy Lee. He's got a book signed by Geddy Lee. Wow. He's just a huge Rush fan. My uncle, who mentioned with the Pixie, he's yeah. another big Rush fan. Okay. My father took. My uncle to see his, his first concert, which was Rush, back in like the early eighties. So it's his late seventies. My no, my uh, uncle, which is his um, my, my my mother's brother. Uh, but when oh, they were okay. together, well, cool. dating and all that bullshit, oh, cool. yeah. they, he took him. You know, he went to you know the concerts that they were oh, young, nice. and he was like, f- he's definitely what, five, six years younger than him. So yeah. they went to like he was early teens. My father was like early twenties or yeah. whatever. But yeah, just to hear those stories, and I mean, I've always been, I've always grew up around Rush. Yeah, and I and Rush to me is like the epitome of like Prague. Right, like right. They are, you know, and then. Yeah, they were definitely the epitome of Prague. Yeah, Rush, by far, is the epitome of Prague. The tri- I think the Trifum Trio or 
or something like that. I remember, I forget the name of the exact word, but I'm sorry. I, it's something like that. And, you know, Getty, Neil, Alec. Um, yeah, what can you say? The other guy. Oh, no, wait, there wasn't another yeah. guy. <laughs> Considering how that band was the original three members yeah. from the get-go until I know. Neil passed away. And I they'll know. never probably do anything again without Neil. No, they won't. Why, how could you? No, they definitely Arguably won't. the best drummer, one of the best drummers. Well, I mean, no, John Bonham, probably the arguably best drummer of all time. Yeah. Up there with, uh, you know, Neil and Keith Moon. Right. Charlie Waters. Oh, Charlie Watts? Just pa- Charlie Watts yeah, just passed Stones. away, yeah, so he's yeah. up there. But yeah. I would pick Neil over Charlie. Yeah, I'd pick Bonham over Charlie. Yeah. I'd probably pick Bonham over Neil. I don't know. And then, obviously, to me, nowadays... A lot Danny, of it's apples and oranges. And Danny yeah. Carey, is, to me, is the best drummer on the planet right different now. different styles, Which is, yeah. you know, the drummer of Tool. Which is perfected prog, I feel like. Yeah, point. true. Because get- they're... They, if you want to go from Rush to, like, jump right to Tool, yeah. Tool is just, like, to me... Like, they added, like, that metal influence to it, which yeah. makes them... That's why they're prog metal. Rush kind of added eyes. the hard rock, and then Tool took just it an extra with the metal. metal. Yes, right. And it's funny because what makes Tool prog is the fact that their their songs are, like, fucking average eight minutes long. Right. And Maynard's voice. And Danny perfect. Carey doesn't play just 4-4 four, four time. He's playing odd time to signatures. <laughs> He's everything. Yeah, which is a, a, signature, a signature sound signature, of prog. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then just the bass, the bass sound, the bass lines for... is like so proggy for yeah plus she was you know chancellor's bass sound and then adam jones's eerie guitar sound it's like the metal prog epiphany because you know? i like a lot of early prog but it's not that heavy you sometimes you want heavy although yes. some of king crimson is but you just yeah. want like a, a yeah prog metal is a perfect combination that's now, a match made in heaven. question is would you pick rush over pink floyd um i don't know no i think it, i don't think you can compare them it depends what kind of mood you're in because Rush is going to be more hard rock and driving. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Well, but, like the spirit of the radio. Oh, God. It's such pop. Limelight. Oh, God. He was a great riff writer, Alex Life. Oh, he really was. I love Alex Life. Oh, he is. He's definitely up there. Underrated. I don't know if he's underrated. No, he's not. He's definitely top 50 guitar players of all time. No doubt about it. If you're in the mood to get, like, uplifted, you listen to Rush. But Pink Floyd with Roger Waters, his lyrics are pretty, you know. I love Roger Waters, but they're somewhat depressed. It's always about war. It's of course, about, yeah, yeah. And so, it's funny you have you have three different you have three different personalities. You have yes. Roger Waters, which was a de- kind of depressing, and like you said, to write about war and tragedy and time. He and lost sorrow, his father and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Then you got Rush, who was basically Neil Peart. Yeah, Peart did a lot of the. the he lyrics. almost wrote all of them. There was he science made, fiction kind of yeah, leaning. Very yeah, very weird. And then you yeah. get Maynard, who's just so fucking smart. Right. He's very political, very like satire political. Like he's just so like. Maynard is like, like I said, he's like, a, we talked about earlier, he's a renaissance yeah. man. So his stuff's very political driven to the fact where it's like, he says things you're like, wait, do I have a dictionary? I got to look that word up. Like, I never <laughs> yeah. heard of that word before. He's dropping knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. He, good point. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. When you hear a tool song, a lot of the time it's like, wow, Maynard just schooled us. <laughs> Yeah. He schooled everybody right now in this five in this five minute like you taking notes to the first song. Half. Yeah. yeah. Once I'm done with the song, I'm gonna look up these words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's been times where I'm listening to tool songs for the first time when I first like remember I'm like, no. I'm like I had to rewind and go, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> Wait, what? what? What what was that word? <laughs> like, did you just call did you say piss all over Mar and Pa Kettle yeah. while he's talking about George Bush Jr.? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like that was the, the songs about the pretty much George Bush the pot in two thousand six. Did he get a lot of that from Bill Hicks? 
Was there a Bill well, Hicks? Well, Bill Hicks was a very... That's, yeah, he was, right? Influence, yeah. Even though he's a comedian. Right. No, yeah. He was very... Influ- that was a big influence it for, came for out, a like main music, especially Tool yeah. as a whole. Did he meet him young? Did yes. he know that? Okay, yeah. So because it's kind of like a Bill Hicks thing. Set if you them, listen yeah. to the um, the song thing. Third Eye from yeah. Tool from the Enema album, yeah. Maynard, you know, they the first like two or three minutes... The first, I'm sorry, like 50 seconds and the first two minutes of that song is... Is uh, Hicks playing in the background from oh, the stand-up yeah, show? That's right, yeah. And uh, and it's like okay, that's why Maynard wanted to pay his homage to Bill Hicks, so I put him in, in the song, right? And you know, and then it just this, oh my god, you know what? I'm like jonesing right now. When I go home tonight, you're I'm, Adam I'm, Jonesing. I'm listening to Third Eye on the way home. <laughs> that song is so fucking good. Why don't we just minutes do of just orgasms? <laughs> you know, it's amazing. It's plop, 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 <laughs> orgasms, plop, plop. It's crazy. Now, anybody who's never heard of or never heard of Tool or has never heard of the song Third Eye, listen to that song. How did I know this was going to turn into a Tool party? You should have known. (laughs) You'll thank me for it. It's a Tool fuck fest. That's right, baby. But yeah, going back to like the I four, think Rush set the uh, set the tone for yeah. Well, of course, yeah. And that's why I said the epitome of right, Prague. Right. And then Maynard and then Maynard and Tool just really took yeah. it to a whole new level. Yeah. Just how we we referenced in the past how Metallica perfected heavy metal and thrash, right? And, and created thrash, right? So if you think about it, Led Zeppelin was hard rock, classic rock, and. It's funny, Getty Lee from Rush has come out and say it in the recent, in the past month. I read a quick, I briefly read the headline of the article and briefly read the first paragraph because I, 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 then I got a phone call, so I forgot to read it again. <laughs> Honest to God. And yeah. what I remember the, the, the article was about is that Getty Lee said that he thought, in his opinion, that Led Zeppelin was, was never a hard rock or a heavy metal band. Oh, They're really? not. They're not. They're just a classically influenced rock band that had some hard. You know, oh. riffs to the band, and like oh, he just that's, think, that's his opinion. He wouldn't say that he wouldn't say they're hard rock. No. Oh, okay, just or, a, or, oh. or metal. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't say metal. So, yeah. with that said, that's why I always my personal opinion, and we I think you agreed with me with the time. I think let's um sorry, Black Sabbath created the the oh yeah metal yeah like heavy metal. I don't think Jimmy Page even likes to be called heavy metal. No, I don't think they. Well, yeah, no, he's no. classic rock to me. It's like calling Aerosmith heavy metal. It's no. like no, <laughs> Aerosmith is just is is classic Americana. Yeah, like you said, like it's it's hard a, rock. It's a hard blues based. Yeah, very boogie, bluesy. Yeah, very boogie rock. Yeah, jazzy some songs some like them, with yeah. like you know the crying and, and yeah yeah well, living yeah, on the, the edge. The later and stuff. Dude yeah. looks like a lady. Yeah. Well, then so. it just became shit. <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, those are those are commercially favorite songs. Good yeah. for movies, good right. for like the Disney World ride, yeah. the rock and roller coaster. But at the same time, yeah. you know, Rush and you know, and going back to Black Sabbath, they created metal. Yeah, Metallica just perfected. And even Ozzy's quoted saying that, and I've mentioned that before. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. But Rush to me is the epitome of prog. Tool just became, you know, Tool used different elements of Floyd, Rush, right, and they just perfected and made their own kind of like. Proggy metal to, to that natural uh, it made state a, where it is now. Yeah. What about now? They kind of say. Uh, well, then we can talk about Dream Theater. Oh, well, I was going to mention yeah. Dream Theater, and I don't know, know much about Dream Theater. Yeah. Dream Theater is very has a lot of Boston origins. Oh, a lot do? of the okay. members met at Berkeley. Berkeley. All right. Yeah. Like Mike Portnoy, who's by the way he a hell of a drummer. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. definitely the top ten drummers of all time up there. Right. He's really good. He's really fantastic. Um. He left the band though a while back. Yeah, I remember that. He's gone. He did his own. He's doing like his own soul stuff. Has a other band he's working with. Um, Who's the lead singer of Dream Theater? 
Petrucci, Petrucci, oh Mike Petrucci, Mike Petrucci okay. or something like that. He's a guitarist too, right? No, no. He, I think Mike Petrucci's a guitar player. Oh, the yeah, singer is. is um. Oh, I can picture him. He's yeah. got long hair with the handlebar mustache. I want to say Ted Sheckler. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, look it up. We gotta we gotta do some on the air uh, research right now because um, I'm gonna it's gonna kill me if I don't remember it. It's gonna drive me nuts. No, they list um before I get into that they list like Queensrÿche being uh. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit with... Um, Jeff Operation, Tate? With Operation he could Mind sing. Crime. Yeah. He could sing. Yeah, it was kind of proggy. I don't believe in love. I never have. I never will. Remember that song? Operation Minecraft. Yeah. Good stuff. They had some good songs, though, dude. I like that. I like Empire. I like the next Yeah, Empire. We're building empires. For real. Dream Theater, yo. Dream Theater. Let's see. <laughs> John. No, it's um, John Valby. Well, it says you know um, they actually formed in '85 under the name Majesty by John Petrucci, John Myung, and Mike Portnoy while they attended Berklee College of Music in Boston. So that's what we mentioned that already. But yeah, um, it goes to show you. But the new um, I could, have they had different singers. They never had like a really good singer, right? Oh, James Labrie. Oh, okay. He's the lead singer. He can he he has like a really like mm. mo- like a soprano kind of like ah, yeah, like yeah. I don't. No, he never it's, really. It's had kind a, of annoying. To wasn't me. a distinctive voice. It's yeah, kind of annoying. Why they never really like broke? The, you know, got that big. The um, but they're labeled as progressive metal, progressive rock. So was he just a singer or did he play? He was just no Mike Petrucci's guitar player. James yeah. Labrie just I sings. I don't know if he played bass or something. Who's the bass? James Labrie has um. Been the lead singer of Dream Theater since 1991, replacing Charlie Dominici, who oh. left the band two years earlier. Um, so tell me, when, when Portnoy left the band, he was replaced by several months later by Mike Mangini, yeah. who also right. was from a Berkeley. Uh, Chuck Mangione? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Eric Mangina? What? <laughs> from the Jets? What? Remember that? Oh, the Cleveland Browns? Oh, wow. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. No, but Mike Mangini... Magini. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Mike Magini. Wow, yeah. Remember that? Yes. So, yeah, he's also another uh, oh, okay. Berkeley School of Music and Boston alum, not in California. Were you playing play Chuck Mangione one time at work? No, I don't think so. Were you? And did, yeah. No. As a goof, and like, and the uh, postmaster loved it. Sorry, that's a side note. Side note, yeah. yeah you did. The, you you, you some, rocked out some Chuck Mangione. I know you did. I don't think I did. Maybe, I, maybe it was somebody else. Maybe it was no, it Frank. No, it was you, dude. Maybe it was Alvin Vite. Yeah, you did it as a joke, like, and he loved Cox it. Anyway, yeah. But okay, so the I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is ladies and gentlemen, shoot alert, ladies and second gentlemen, second shoot alert of the uh, night. Quiet one though. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. We are so overtired right now, and this is. But we had to. Just, we we missed this so much. We had to get back on the flag. <laughs> I and, get um, delirious. Yes, when we are tired. <laughs> but yeah, um, there's so many. Look, Maddie, there's just so many things. Like on a serious note, I on legit, a brighter note, yeah. On I like seriously, I love prog rock, prog metal. Um, it's one of my favorite genres. Even though like I'm a metalhead through and through, I love. I yeah, can listen to like, speed. Metal, I can listen to thrash. Metal, I can listen to death metal to a point. You would rather go with? I rather. I'm a prog metal yeah, guy. Okay. Tool, obviously, tool. Like to, all, to me, it all comes back to tools. You like it a little deeper, a little the lyric, a little more. Uh, yeah. If you had, if you, if you literally were like a stranger and said you came up to me and you're like, you pointed a gun at my head and said, "Look, yeah. pick a thrash metal, speed metal, death metal, hard, you know, 
grunge, post-punk, punk, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'll say I'm Prague okay, all the yeah. way because I right. yeah, that's, that's well you it. would do it without the gun to your head though right yeah. well yeah of yeah, course but, but if, if that it. was the I'm just yeah, trying to paint a, needed, paint a bloody <laughs> picture here for you stop being a fucking wanker you bloody wanker you stop yeah. your wanker you fucking wanker yeah but it, <laughs> those are for our UK peeps <laughs> yeah but if you like I said if you had if I had to pick one and solely uh, focus on one it's definitely prog metal prog rock okay. Because it did go further than that, too. Like, they kind of call, like, New Prague, like, um, the Mars Volta. You ever hear of them? Yeah, I don't like yeah, them. No, nah, they're weird. They're, or At the Drive-In. I never really got into I never really heard of At the Drive-In, but Mars Volta, I saw them open up for... They're kind of the same. Yeah, yeah. A quick little fun fact. Yeah. I saw Mars Volta open up for System of a Down in 2005. Oh, all right. And I was just absolutely disgusted. I thought it was terrible. I it like was some so weird. At the Drive-In. I don't know much about them. Yeah, I'll have to check them out. A, but yeah, Mars Volta, they got a, some of these prog bands go out of their way to be weird and it's yeah. almost like, all right, well, you got to have a little strong song structure. You don't have structure. to do that. Yeah, I know. It's already been done. Yeah, Stop. It's just like, you got to have like some, a, a few hooks maybe, yeah. you know, not just weird like <laughs> fucking time signatures. And now, what about... Maynard's weird enough for everyone in Prague. Yeah, but at least he more. writes. He knows how to write, you know. Oh, yeah. Because you know, that's the brilliance in him. He knows how to write hooks. Mm. What about Coheed and Cambria? Yes, Coheed and Cambria has some I good like stuff, them. dude. Yeah, that was kind of that kind Welcome of Welcome home. Yeah, Claudio. 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 Sanchez. They're yeah. from Chicago, I think, aren't they? I think they're from New York, maybe. I don't know. He's got a big, like, Mexican Pro afro. Yeah. yeah, he is something. Yeah, a yeah. favor house Atlantic. That's a great, uh, yeah. The Devil in Jersey City. Yes, I love, I, look at right here. Yeah. I got that on my playlist. I love Cody. I love his voice. Yeah, very science fiction, weird, like, like concept albums, proggy stuff. The Devil in Jersey City is a very underrated song. It came yeah, out in 2000, it came out in 2002. Yeah. yeah. Been around for a long time. They, he writes great songs. He yeah. does, and I like I said, I'm not a big fan of his voice, but I think it's I a like good, it. it's a decent yeah. voice. It is. It's probably very high. It's a little cartoony almost, but yeah. But if it suits his personality, yeah, it does. What he looks it's like, like a I big believe. chubby Mexican. You wouldn't think that voice would come out of a Mexican. No, guy. ASA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could be a Varto. <laughs> Don't call me a term paper. <laughs> yeah, I know. But with that said, I feel like Maddie and I are losing our uh, our, are our, we? our our drive here. I don't know. I'm picking uh, it back up. Now. Are you, buddy? No. I I mean, look, we got it. I feel like we could sit here. I mean, there's really not <laughs> meant to me. There's only like a handful of bands that you 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 can say that are just like the epitome of prog. Obviously, Rush is the epitome. Then this bands that spoke out like a spoke wheel that spoke away from. Rush and come out out of Rush like the Rush is in the center and the other band spoke out like from any it. genre does like, yeah. Yeah, mostly, yeah mostly genre yeah right. so I mean I'll go down saying Tool's obviously my favorite prog and like love Rush I do love Pink Floyd I can deal with some Kansas I can do some Yes <laughs> I can deal I can deal with some Genesis um, some Coheed and Cambria Mars Volta no at the drive and don't know much about him so I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. judge him just yet um, probably won't like him but yeah I yeah. mean look there are so many things and to like about Prague. There's so many things to maybe you want to tweak about Prague. Or I, th- I always say like your Prague rock metal is an acquired taste. Yeah, yeah. you know, like it's I not going to so. be like you're not going to find some like you know, it's something you have to like put headphones on and really get into. It's not going to be something you know. You, Good point. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that, Maddie, because yeah. it makes me realize, and that brings me back to my days when I was young, getting into music and like. As I grew and as I grew and now where I am now at 36, right. to me, putting on a pair of headphones, whether you're in your car or in your bed at night before you go to bed, or at your work desk station, or yeah. in college or on on break between or classes, or shower, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm trying to be serious here, you chooch. I'm sorry. But yeah, but if you're just sit, just I'm trying to paint a picture here for you listeners. On a nice sunny day, not too hot, not too cold, sit outside, put a pair of headphones on, and put your favorite prog rock tune on, a prog metal tune on. And if you can't get lost in that song or that particular band, then you don't have it. No. You don't have it. I can sit down anywhere and put my headphones on, my beats on, and put some tool music, put some tool songs on, put some Rush on, put some Floyd on, and nothing else matters to right. me. There's no one around me. No, there could be a million people in a room, right. but I'm in that 10-minute song. Right. There's nothing around. That's like a meditation session. Seriously. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, no bullshit, no lie, yeah. being all seriousness, and, I, and with all due respect and love, there is nothing better than putting a pair of headphones on and putting your favorite prog song on, or like like the bands I mentioned, and just getting lost in it. And prog you, is made for that. Yeah. And that's what exactly. It's yeah. exactly what it's made for, and that's why I love it. Right. And yes, other genres like speed metal and death metal get you like that's good stuff to get your aggression on. Go, but nuts. you won't yeah. get lost in it. But you're yeah. not gonna get lost no. in it. No, you're not. No, you're definitely not. You won't get taken to another. No place. way. Yeah. Good point. And yeah. With that kind of music, especially like when I first heard "Push It," which is like. My favorite, my probably my arguably favorite Tool song. It's on Enema. It's like number track eleven, and it's like a ten minute song, eleven minute song. Oh my god, I can listen to that at least three times a day, and I'm still, I, I am entranced. Yeah, you could be like, you could be in front of my face, like snapping your fingers, right. Maddie. Hello, you. hello, yeah. hello, and I'm gonna totally ignore yeah, you. Yeah, like you're catatonic. Thank you, because I'm totally <laughs> yeah. lost in that song for that ten, that ten minutes. Yeah, I'm a ghost. Right, I'm a phantom. You won't, right. you, you can't get anything out of me. No, and that's what that's what is so good about this type of music yeah. and this that, genre of music. That's usually and, the beauty, and that's why of it, yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, and that's why I have such love and respect for these bands that do it and perform it. And that's all I got to say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Prague is a good good genre to get lost in. Probably the best. I know? think so. Yeah. I think so. I mean, that's, it would be like... That's why it's my favorite. It would be like if you were into classical, which I am, but, you know, it's kind of like a classical version of, of rock. Yeah. You get lost in classical or jazz. But yeah, no, but Prague is made for headphones, maybe some weed, if you're into that. Yeah. A little bit. Some, yeah. yeah. Maybe some fucking heroin, if you're into that. Maybe just a little yayo. <laughs> no, yayo is for speed metal. <laughs> no, I know. That's true. <laughs> I know. <laughs> To bring it back to a lighter moment. It's a parallel. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't do Hey, just a disclaimer. I don't do that shit. But if you do that, you're yeah. an idiot. You're stupid. But yeah. hey. Estupido. Estupido. Do you. <laughs> well, with that said, Matty Boy, yes. I think this is a good time to wrap up this podcast number 18. 17. No, it's 18. 18. Don't fuck with me. I'm sorry. I thought it was It's number 18, people, it like 18. I mentioned in the beginning of the, of the podcast. Um, with that said, I want to thank you all for listening and who continue to listen and, and, and invite our fellow new listeners that uh, listen to this podcast. Our podcast is old enough to vote now. It's 18. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's such a, wow, what a cheesy fucking joke. Wicked bad. <laughs> That's a bad joke. Our, po- womp, womp, our podcast womp. will be voting this election season. Yes. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. Boop, 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 boop. But with that said, I'd like yes. to close the show with thanking yes. our listeners, our Faithful, loyal listeners and fans of the of the podcast, I thank you. We respect you. We love you. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. For Matt, for uh, Metal Maddie, I want to say good night. I went to my co-host, and I want to thank Metal Maddie for another great episode. Thank you. Have a good night. You Be too, safe sir. Thank and you. Uh, take care. Buenas noches. <laughs>